podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. Cinema Geekly Star Trek Podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the Captain, Aurora Bubaloo. Aurora, how are you? Hello. I'm doing great. One beer in. No, we really shouldn't be drinking on duty, but don't tell that to the... (laughs) Don't don't tell that to the (laughs) Captain or the Fleet Admiral, Ben Knight, who is... Listen, if the Captain is drinking, everybody can drink. That's right. Ben... (laughs) Ben Knight, the fleet admiral, is here. He is he is at least four more sheets into the wind uh, than Aurora <laughs> is. The solar winds, uh, as we are, of course, recording this in space. Ben, how are you doing? Oh, Ben, did we lose Ben? I don't know. Oh, I don't hear Ben at all. I'm... Okay. Oh, it's kind of like in and out. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to have to reroute some power to um, subspace. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, okay. Well, well, Ben is okay. working on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is really. Oh, we, no. we really need an engineer, uh, <laughs> not a fleet admiral. The fleet admiral really shouldn't be doing this engineering work. But um, Ben, have you have, have you beamed back oh. in? Yes, I rerouted part of the uh, subspace array, and I think I'm back in the room. Okay, <laughs> that is good. Uh, we're here to talk about Star Trek Picard, uh, Season 1, Episode 5, called Stardust City Rag, which really did sound like this was going to be a musical episode, but it, it really wasn't. In fact, kind of I the mean, opposite. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of I do feel I do feel that the title fits the episode, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Free Cloud... Kind of, kind of gives a bit of that vibe. Like mm-hmm, it's, a little, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of space Vegas, but yeah, a scummier space Vegas. Um, <laughs> so Blackpool, yeah, it's Blackpool. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and if you don't know, look it up. Let me tell you. So if you've ever been to the Canadian side of Niagara, um, I, Aurora's yeah, been to that. Canada, but I don't know if she's yes, been there. Yes, but not not the Niagara Falls side. Yeah, you did not miss anything. I mean, the falls, fantastic. Yeah, the they are. Town, less so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only place that didn't feel sticky was an Applebee's, so that gives you an idea of just oh, wow, roughly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Wow, <laughs> okay. 
uh, <laughs> don't stay in the in the hotels there either. Um, in uh, in flashbacks, uh, we see. Uh, look, we're, I'm gonna. I want to. I am gonna re- recap this, but I think last week when I said like. I want to sit down and find out about what happened to Voyager after Voyager. This is not what I meant, everyone. (laughs) I want to hear the happy stories, not this. So in flashbacks, uh, we see, we see Echeb from Voyager. He's all grown Mm -hmm. up now. And guess what? That guy, he's being tortured to death for his Borg parts. And Seven of Nine tries to come to his aid, but it is too late, and she has to kill him. Yeah. Holy shit! That was the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the episode. Yeah, that, Admiral Janeway. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, yeah, so he was killed for his Borg parts, ripped out uh, by the Black Marketeer. I love this name, by the way. Bejazel? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've misheard that several times. Yeah. Well, the first time I thought I heard bedazzled. So yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought I heard, I heard something similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the present, our crew arrives at Free Cloud, where Raffi discovers that Bruce Maddox is being held prisoner by Bejazel, who intends to sell him to the Tal Shiar. Uh, Picard's crew plans. Uh, by the way, what happened to the Zat Vash? Like. They talked about him in the first couple of episodes, and then after that, everything has been Tal Shiar, Tal Shiar, Tal Shiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agnes is a sleeper agent for them. Uh, Picard's... Hey, look, let's <laughs> not get to the end of the episode. Uh, we're we're because, still early. Do you know the Iconians? <laughs> no, <I'm really> <laughs> Picard's crew, uh, crew plan to recover Maddox by staging a prisoner exchange. They got to go undercover. Uh, using Seven, whose Borg implants Bejazel covets, as the bait. Uh, when she recognizes Seven, Seven drops the charade and reveals her true intention to kill Bejazel to avenge Echeb. Uh, Picard persuades Seven to relent, and Maddox is safely recovered and beamed back on board. Afterwards, Seven returns to Free Cloud and basically just kills everybody uh, mm-hmm. without Picard's knowledge. Uh, in Sick Bay, Maddox tells. Uh, Picard that he knows about Soji and Dodge, explaining that he sent them to Earth and to the artifact in order to discover the true motivation behind the synth ban. Once left alone by Picard, Agnes Gerardi tearfully kills Maddox, saying, If you seen what I saw. Meanwhile, Raffi tries... You weren't there, man! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Raffi tries to reconnect with her estranged son, Gabriel, who is married to a Romulan woman but is rebuffed by him and she returns to the ship. So yeah, that's the episode. Ben, what did you think of this week's uh, episode of Picard? Did you ask me or did you ask Aurora? Because the bit I missed was the name. I did. I did (laughs) ask you, Ben. (laughs) Excellent. What a brilliant time for that to cut out. Uh, Well, let let me preface this by saying I watched this, in the hotel that's giving me such quality Wi-Fi right now, mm-hmm. uh, and the television screen I watched it across uh, a 23-inch hit, oh. um, which is underwhelming. I think it's fair to say. Yes, it has very tinny sound, but all of that. Um, crikey, a lot happened, didn't it? Yes, I it mean, did. Lordy. Uh, 
there was a lot of fun in here. I I did enjoy the Easter egg hunting through this episode. Mm. Um, the number of like hard throwbacks that were buried in the background. So mm-hmm. you know there are references to a certain um, Enterprise onboard barber. If you look carefully enough at the neon signs, ah, oh, Matt, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was all sorts of stuff in here. It was good fun. Um, but the the headline of this, I guess, is Badass 7. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I love Jerry Ryan. I loved original sort of iteration of 7, um, I, as in full-on Borg, as in semi-Borg, as in badass, as she is now. And mm-hmm. um, the, <laughs> literally the only fault I'm going to pick in this whole episode is something which next gen fans will probably find themselves the most excited about, which is the <laughs> thoroughly ridiculous performances <laughs> from um, Picard. Oh, yeah. With his French accent, you are tinted, you Amazing. are, you say, daddy, oh. um, <laughs> You made me oh, laugh so was, hard. Was it? <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Um, and, and, um, uh, oh, the fellow with the ocarina. Rios. He, mm-hmm. that's the, yeah. Uh, he was also um, ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's gone from stoic, badass monk, um, ninja person. Oh, to, and Elnor, yes. Uh, yeah, so to Elnor, yeah, yeah, to to kind of wisecracking. Yeah, I don't know what he is. I think he's like the comic relief, like the Jar Jar Binks of Picard. He got <laughs> dumb really quick. Yeah, yeah, he he really did, didn't he? I want to dress yeah. up as someone. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't though? Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, I thought for a brief moment Morn was the security guard, which was a confusing moment for me. Um, <laughs> but then I won't lie, I'd also been drinking when I watched it. So Morn is far that. too meek to, to handle that role for sure, but I thought so. I mean unless Morn suddenly got badass, which oh, talking of which, of course, his um the, the, the franchise seems to be doing well for Quarks, doesn't it? Because that's also in the neon signs. Yeah, Quarks was um, Quarks was also name dropped as well. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. He's making money out of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of feels a bit pointless picking apart the story from this because they're, they're now having to suddenly jolt everything forward in one episode. The pacing, it does hint that the pacing has been a little bit badly planned, but um, this, you know, for a joyride of an episode like this, the the pacing, um, it, it, yeah, you can forgive it, I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The... I, I, there was nothing not to lie. There were a few bits that didn't really make sense and felt a bit pantoey, but... Um, I think that, you know, Kurtzman knows what he's doing. He knows what criticisms Discovery's had. He, you know, he's a Star Trek fan. He knows that if you're bringing Picard back, you have to appeal to the people who liked him. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, there were so many, there were so many moments that felt like brutally next gen. Yeah. Yes. Um, almost to the point when, you know, when you watch a bit of next gen these days and it feels a little bit cringy because it's a little bit dated mm-hmm. and... I mean, here they were thrust front and center. Yes. But then in the next sort of hard cut, they were against Seven of Nine um, killing her lesbian lover. Yeah. I mean, I. <laughs> and by the way, I love the hell out of this episode. And by the way, thank you for for mentioning the thing between Bejazel and Seven. They didn't come out right and say it but the way again right. they postured yes the way yeah. they postured against each other and the way everything was shot also seemed to suggest a much yeah a much deeper relationship well they had a was it a very deep personal relationship yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. apparently with a breathy voice <laughs> um, maybe maybe also, all of these... how much was oh go ahead 
I, I was going to say, how much did Vajazzle, I think that was her name, um, look like uh, um, sort of sexy Deanna Troy? Yes. Oh, my God. I was so confused. I thought she was Troy. I was like, well, she had a lot of surgery. <laughs> she aged well, <laughs> brackets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Um, or maybe maybe she's alternative universe Troy and she was going by. Uh, she looks things. so much like I her. Mean, it is really crazy, yeah. Yeah. Actually, the other point, probably the only thing I'd extract from this episode other than the chaos is that other lookalike. Uh oh, Ben. We've, we've lost your signal. We've lost Ben's signal. Yeah. Uh, it's that it's that Wi-Fi in Brighton, uh, space bri- <laughs> space Brighton, uh, uh, where we lost his signal. Uh, so to keep the show rolling, Aurora, I'm just going to go to you. And what did you think of the episode? While uh, Ben uh, reroutes uh, the power junction through the secondary grid, or something along those lines. Well, I loved this episode. Yeah, loved everything about it. I oh I had so much fun watching. I cried in this episode. Yeah. Uh, when Rafi uh, goes talk to her son, that was really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it seemed so weird to have a scene like that in an episode like this, which is kind of like a fun episode. Yeah. And then they throw you know someone being tortured at the beginning, and then <laughs> that very hardcore yes. sad scene in the middle. And you're like, okay, well, thank you for making me laugh and cry. Um, yeah. What, we have Ben back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Properly rewrite. Uh, yeah. Did you say that there was another lookalike? Uh, well, no. So we previously mentioned how much... Um, uh, oh, crikey, I forgot his name. How much... Uh, not Spock. Looks like Spock. Oh, uh... Yeah, I... Yeah. Also, <laughs> drawn up like... I know We're what all you doing mean. really well. No, what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we... we um, in terms of the, the artifact, what we learn in this episode... I don't know what point you lost me. I carried on talking. Um, what we learned was that the artifact is sort of well-known about amongst the rest of um, the universe. So yes. Picard almost speaks sort of wearily about um, oh no, the artifact. Do you mean the Borg cube? Yes. Um, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. clearly, it's not a sort of big secret mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Um, I thought right. that was interesting because I was expecting it to be part of some secret operation, and clearly, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Aurora, back back to your thoughts. You were. Uh... Yeah, I was saying that I, I absolutely love this episode, every single part of it, and I was I was saying that you know they threw some like weird scenes in between because it seemed like a very fun episode. It gave me kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Yeah, as well, a little bit, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but then they throw, you know, the, the torture at the beginning, the murder at the end, and then the middle you have the scene with Rafi and her son. A broken family, um, yeah. Right, yeah. so it's, it's kind of like you're having fun watching the episode and then they break it up with these scenes and you're like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yes, they really... <laughs> got serious. They, um, they did a fun episode broken up by horrible stuff. Right. <laughs> um, but listen, I'm all for uh, show me an episode or a movie about a heist mm-hmm. or like people like a group of people getting together and taking different roles to to execute something like a, a mission. Yep. I'm all for it. And I even though it was some of the performances were a little bit ridiculous. Um, yes. I'm talking about Rios. 
Um, his pimp hat. It was amazing. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. He needs a feather in the hat. Oh, yes. God, yes. Se- seven jumping in at the end was just like, he needs a oh. feather. I'm yeah, like, and then they awesome. gave him like a like a, a shot of I I was it like relaxants. They I gave, don't know what it was. I, they gave him like oh, a, no, the cookbook. They gave yes. him a combination of benzos, um, oh, yeah. propranolol or similar. <laughs> yeah, they gave blockers. him a they gave him a hypo to like block his his pheromone uh, or scent life. production or something because yeah. the big lizard yeah. guy can <laughs> smell. Good work. Yeah, his face. But it was, was such a amazing. junky combination as well. I, I, yes. I like. I mean, it was it was bang on brand for her. Yeah. 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 It was excellent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I I loved the episode. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah, I I also really like this. Uh, speaking of lookalikes, I thought Bruce Maddox looked just like a dead ringer for Tony Shalhoub. So uh, from like uh, oh god, what was Tony Shalhoub in? He's been in like a million things, but uh, it just looked like a dead ringer for him, and he didn't look anything like Bruce Maddox. From like the Men show. in Black, yeah. a, same, for those who are missing a reference, yeah. Same actor, right? But no, mm-hmm. was this a different actor? Nope. This was not the different original actor. Really different actor Ooh. who looked eerily like him. Weird, because it's like I could see it in there a little bit, but I'm like, it's got to be the hair and the 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 facial hair and like the he grew out his hair on top. But weird and no, all. D- different actor, I think. Although same actor for um, Ichab, I think. No, it actually wasn't. Was it not Sam? He looked a lot like yeah, him. Yeah, Manu. I cannot pronounce Manu's last name, but uh, somebody, had, yeah, somebody had asked him because he posted a thing on Twitter, and he's like, "Thanks for all the support, guys." And people were like, "Was that you?" And he's like, "No, it wasn't." I'm like, <laughs> why didn't they bring him back? Well, it's not like he's doing a Boo. bunch of stuff right now. I was about to say, yeah, how busy are you, each other? Come on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I thought that particular callback, like. You know, Seven calling him her child. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she raised them essentially, and just horrible. Like, why would you open the show like this? Like, <laughs> you know, I wanted to tell my mom, like, hey, you can tune in and find out some stuff about what happened after Voyager. She'd be so excited because she loved that show. So, what's happening here then? Well, her her lesbian lover is killing her uh, adopted son. <laughs> Do you remember how she raised in a brutal that boy? And necessarily aggressive way. <laughs> Do you remember how she raised that boy off of the ship? Yeah, I remember. Okay, well, he's dead now in this episode. He gets tortured to death, but. She actually has to kill him. She she kills him to prevent him from being tortured further. Ta-da! I actually that like is... that the episode started this way because I was like, oh, okay, we're starting this oh, way, let's go. Yeah, I was in. I'm like, okay, well... <laughs> there was a big holy shit moment in the first right? like, yeah. second, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, is that Ichab? And they're like, oh my god, Ichab's dead. Well... <laughs> All right, that's what we're that's what yeah. we're doing. Uh, ben, I thought was bang on with his uh, his point from last week about uh, how everything on the artifact was just like they don't have anything to do. Uh, <laughs> they didn't do anything really last week, and I think that was evidently clear this week because we spent zero seconds there. Yep. Uh, yep. This was all uh, the Picard crew this week, and there was mm-hmm. no there was no split time. Uh, I thought uh, I loved, loved the scene with Jerry Ryan and Patrick Stewart before Jerry goes back down or before Seven goes back down uh, mm-hmm. to, to murder everybody. When I was, obviously we didn't get to see much of her 
last week because it was just that quick little spot at the end as the teaser for this week. Uh, so, like, going into this, I was thinking in the back of my head, like, I'm going to be looking for that Seven of Nine character. Like, that's what I want to see. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see something like a, I would expect, like, a Seven of Nine, but with, like, change because time has passed. But... I mean, that's essentially what I got. There are plenty of moments in there, especially when she's talking um, with Picard about, uh, you know, do you ever get your humanity back? That sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Or do you feel like you're getting your humanity back? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, all the way. And he's like, no. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, one day at a time. Uh, I thought that scene was just tremendous. And I really liked the, the, the storytelling they did at the end here with Bruce Maddox and Picard and then eventually Gerardi as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So it doesn't say in that paragraph that I read about the synopsis for the story, but uh, he essentially says that there is definitely something going on. The Romulans are involved, but also Starfleet and Mm -hmm. they're clearly uh, working together in some way or some sinister way. Uh, about something and when Gerardi kills him because they also reveal in this episode that Gerardi and Bruce Maddox have a thing or had a thing yeah can I have a can I ask a question how old do you think Gerardi is uh hmm. late because early when 40s I late kissing, 30s when I saw them kissing in that video she was watching before yeah. they kissed I thought she he was her dad <laughs> yeah I mean he definitely mm. looks way older than than she does and I and they kiss, and I was like, "Whoa, I'm not okay with this at all." <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed the, the I'm age comfortable. I need an adult. <laughs> the, age, the age difference, and especially, was weird. especially the scene that it's you know that she's watching where he's baking cookies, so it, yes. it makes him look even more fatherly. And then you know they kiss, and I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> um, I don't like it." I should note. I can't that, say as a guy who just turned 40, I feel attacked, but still. Uh, I should. I should. Just saying. To be fair, he looks older than 40. I should I should know. Oh, uh, Whereas Maddox I don't, definitely. is what I'm choosing to read into that. Yes. Yeah, ben does not at all, no. No. Uh, no. By the way, Alison Pill, who plays Gerardi, is 34. Okay. Hmm. Uh, she looks younger, right? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. So... I liked. I also kind of liked that scene too. That felt very next gen ish to me. Like mm-hmm. he replicated all of the ingredients, but then wanted to bake the mm-hmm. cookies himself. Uh, yeah. but, I just ask this question: yeah. Why would a replicator replicate an egg? And surely there are issues around that. Maybe. I, I, just, I just found myself wondering about that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so they reveal that they had a relationship too. Of course. Now I. I don't think she's like an, un- I honestly don't think she's like an undercover Romulan agent. Yeah, she is. I mean, mm-hmm. I, obviously, I think she's obviously working for whatever is going on within the, the Federation and whatever they're doing with the Romulans. Uh, because she, when, when she kills Maddox, she obviously does so mm-hmm. tearfully. She has feelings for him and doesn't want to be doing this, but clearly when she went to see them, you know, that thing that she said that we're like, oh my God, that's a giveaway that she's here on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, they told her something and showed her something that completely changed her mind about all of this. 
So there <laughs> is some big, huge mystery about something, and it's something horrible, and it's horrible enough for her to kill somebody she had feelings for. So mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not she's like secretly a Romulan or if she's just a plant by the Federation to keep an eye on Picard and clearly make sure he doesn't do something they don't want him doing. Um, either way, there is some big, huge mystery thing going on here. Uh, and I really liked, I really liked the rest of the episode as well, but a- another key shout out to Ben here who pointed out the weirdness with Elnor in this episode. It was just weird. Like I thought he was like this kind of stoic, like monk, you know, assassin or something. Yeah. And in this he's episode, just that a teaser. yeah, he's just like, mm-hmm. he's kind of still just a kid. A yeah. little bit. He was this... really upset he didn't get an ad, and I, 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 I get it. Why don't I get an yeah. ad? I want to play with something. Yeah. Yeah. All the ads look so fun, and he didn't get one. I would say the same thing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like those. I, you know what though? That would be fun the first time you go to Free Cloud, but like the fiftieth time you're Oof. there, like, yeah. and it's just like, accept cookies, accept cookies. <laughs> <laughs> the ad won't yeah. go away unless you punch it back. Like, really? <laughs> Come on! Can we just turn yeah. it off? What kind of kind of settings are on these things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very very invasive advertising and does that happen every time you return or does it remember at least for 30 days you know what i'd like to think it would remember but it sounds like just the kind of obnoxious place that would just throw the ads in your face and they don't care yeah space yeah. needs gdpr is really what we're learning yeah, that's right <laughs> don't have they need any... an ad blocker <laughs> you don't have any ad no. blockers installed on yeah. the ship the serena <laughs> does not have any ad blocking uh, plugins. <laughs> so that's that's that is the one thing we've learned. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Google Chrome is more advanced than this twenty fifth <laughs> century, twenty fourth century spaceship. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, any final thoughts on this week's episode, and uh, what would you give it? Um, not any massive further thoughts. I'm beginning to wonder. Um, I think a lot of people are picking up on the relevance of the Fenris rangers now 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 we've heard it pronounced a bit mm. more clearly yes the thing seven because, belongs to yes yeah now so fenris um although so that's a wolf right yes um, uh, norse mytholo- mythology mm-hmm. um but of course romulus and remus raised by a wolf yes um presumably in the mythology the name of, in the mythology so um fenris, I, I mean I assume they're doing a high culture reference here, and some part of the big arc is going to be referencing, um, you know, a bit more about the Fenris Rangers and mm-hmm. um, and their, you know, their role in all of this. I, I don't know whether we've got enough to, you know, to pull together a, an explanation yet. But um, we got any thoughts about where that might be going? I, I, my my knowledge of the Norse wolf and also of um, the biblical reference there i'm afraid goes a little further than what i've already said so yes um, i have any any takers i have no idea um, yeah I, I mean i'm sure that there's probably something involved here unless it's just one of those very star trekian references where it's just like if you think about it like this the story takes on a different feeling and you're like, Oh, but it may not actually be something that is directly tied into anything we'll see on screen, but the way the story mm. plays out and we'll see, cause we're only halfway through the first season. Um, 
you know, we'll see how the rest of the story plays out, but it could just be one of those things where it's like, if you read this bit of mythology and then you think about the story from those terms, the mm. story takes on a different meaning. It could just be one of those very high concept Star Trek, like top layer things for people who really want to dig into those sort of things. But well, I'm guessing the base layer is identified. So people who, you know, watch Tor Ragnarok will know, yeah. um, that mm-hmm. Fenris is a wolf, but a big one. Um, maybe they won't necessarily make the connection then back to um, Romulus and Remus. Remus. So I, yeah. I wonder whether that's where the you know the reference is going to be made. And yeah. um, this is where my Bible studies failed me. I can't have <laughs> no. ever doing any. Um, <laughs> well, that'll that'll definitely do it. <laughs> will do it, won't it? Um, but yeah, I, I guess those who know those stories will. Um, be a step ahead potentially but anyway no I, I i enjoyed it for all the reasons discussed and more mm-hmm. um and and frankly if it had just been seven doing doing our thing i'd have still given it the same mark uh, this is worth a solid four and a half from me in fact i was tempted to say four and three quarters in fact you know what i'm on my fifth gin hold me back <laughs> nope. four and three quarters no holding you back there we go four yes. and three quarters uh aurora yeah. final thoughts on uh, this episode and what would you um do? I mean like I said I loved it um it's pretty rare I, I it's pretty rare if I'm watching something and I talk to myself and say that was awesome or that was hilarious mm-hmm. um so whenever that happens I know I'm watching a good episode so um I'm gonna go a little bit further I'm gonna give this one a five oh wow yeah. the first five I really really liked it episode five yeah, it was fate. Nice, uh, and it was mainly because of you know what was mentioned before. It gave me a lot of TNG vibes, mm-hmm. which I loved. So, yeah, it kind yeah. of had like a bit of like the dressing up and going down. Kind of had mm-hmm. a little bit of nostalgia to like the holodeck adventures that people yes. would go on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was like a little bit of that in there as well. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't Ben. It wasn't until just now that I didn't even think of another. Qu- I was thinking the other week out loud on the podcast, like, when are we going to see a Klingon and what are they going to look like? And so yeah. far, five episodes in, no hint of a Klingon anywhere. Mm-hmm. That being yeah. said, another thing you just mentioned: what happened to the Remans, the Romulans? Okay, no, many no of them got saved. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen not a hint of the, those poor Remans who lived on the moon. Like surely mm-hmm. that well, was maybe also we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps we will see some Remans, but yeah, uh, maybe they repopulate part of the Romulan Star Empire. Oh, maybe, maybe they after will. being rescued by their adoptive wolf parent, the Fenris. The Fenris Rangers. Oh, I'm God, not really yeah. sure. They're yeah. the bosses. They're the bosses of the Rangers. Go, go, Fenris Ranger. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I really like this episode too. I'm gonna i'm just gonna meet everybody like we're gonna take our our quarter steps together and i'm gonna go four and a half i really like this episode as well and maybe the i don't know this is probably tied for my favorite episode first the first episode of the season as well i also uh deeply enjoyed but uh this was excellent tons of those next gen vibes like aurora said and the i mean the the crazy flashback at the beginning got you started like I mean, I was in from the get-go, because how do you not mm-hmm. just get sunk in after that happened? And to Ben's other, to a point Ben's made throughout uh, the shows, we've been talking about it. 
we're going to have to see some other big name people. If they, if they brought Echeb out to put him in a show, we're going to have to see some of these other bigger name characters have to, like, you don't, you don't just like, I mean, Echeb's like a deep cut. Like if you'd never watched Voyager, you're like, who the shit is that? You might know who seven of, uh, seven of nine is because there was all of that, uh, hullabaloo when she was cast in the first place. And people mm-hmm. were arguing she was just put on the show for eye candy, which she may very well have been, but she was also a fantastic performer as well and delivered some mm-hmm. of the show's best episodes. Uh, so people might remember that character exists, but unless you like really watched Voyager and you really remember Voyager, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a fairly deep cut of a character. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they they I brought agree. him out here, and I'm like, holy cow! So. We've got to see somebody else. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even I'll take that kid's agent. Seriously, piss someone off. I'll take... <laughs> I was going to say, I'll take Chakotay at this point. Give me some. Ooh. Oh, steady, steady now. <laughs> let's not be daft. Well, I mean, they teased that romance, Ben. Like, let's see where that went. What happened? <laughs> what happened between living seven... with us for all these years? But yet we coped living without you. <laughs> <laughs> that will be so random if he shows up. <laughs> he just shows up. He was hanging out in the bar. Nobody saw him on Freecloud. He's, he's one of the best. He was behind Morn, who'd suddenly developed the personality. That's right. Um, so, yeah, an, a, another great episode. Uh, the show's been on a roll. Uh, have you have, have any of you guys read any criticisms of the show? Uh, I haven't, but I'm, I've tried to stay away from it, mm-hmm. like from other people's opinions, because I don't, uh, I just want to have my own. I don't want to be influenced. So I, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Ben, have you seen any, any negativity? Not really. I mean, there's, you know, the, the usual little pockets you get of people, um, mainly criticizing the sort of stuff that people criticize in 2020, really. Yes. Um, mm. but yeah, I mean, in terms of, Star Trek fans criticizing it as Star Trek. No, uh, a few people have commented on the pace being a bit off, which I think is probably fair comment. Um, but other than that, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, everyone's happy with it. I mean, you, you give you give Star Trek fans an episode of TV that's got um, Picard and Seven of Nine in it, yeah. and mm-hmm. if if they're not, you know, doing a little bit of we. Yeah. Um, then they're probably yeah. not Star Trek fans. Yeah, right. I, I've seen. I've actually. I wish I had your guys' timelines. I've actually seen my fair. I've seen a fair amount of. I don't know if you'd call them like Roddenberry purists who are just, or or maybe not even. Well, I guess you could call them that because of course he had a hand in the early goings of Next Gen, as well. Mm. And I I guess they're just in general not fans of the Federation being shitty. Uh, they liked mm. they liked that it was utopian that we had fixed our problems that things weren't all that. I bet bad. they're Brexit supporters, and I, I mean that in a, in a sincere way because yes. there is that sort of mentality of the people who for whom the Federation was always unquestionably the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. To now see that change slightly, or to see that you know times moved on and, and the world's changed or the universe has changed and. You know, not every decision was perfect and everything else. People who can't cope with collective responsibility, mm-hmm. um, I think, are also going to be the same people who struggle to cope with the idea of the Federation's place in the universe um, mm-hmm. changing too. So 
um, I, I'm only being slightly glib when I say I bet they're Brexit supporters. There is a part of you know a part of humanity that that can't cope with you know a sort of shift in the paradigm of good and bad and right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I do think it's those people who struggle with um, you know <laughs> with discovery with Picard. Yes. Um, with with who as well actually I'm talking about the other show um, you know because it, it, if you keep if you keep all storytelling as uh, you know sort of binary right and wrong then yeah you, you can only tell it's not the human. same story yeah it's not yeah it gets, yeah, it's it not human cool. you're quite no. right it's absolutely not human that's exactly the point yeah mm-hmm uh, I mean that that was my feeling as well. Like I looked at it from the perspective of like, um, you know, when Roddenberry created the original series, it was during the turbulent '60s and Vietnam and mm-hmm. counterculture and all of that other stuff. And he was doing a show that was like, look, we can all come together, we can fix our problems, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great if you want to... Con- and Star Trek did kind of continue on like that for quite a long time. Uh, but we've seen in Deep Space Nine and even in like the J.J. Abrams movies where they start pushing against the idea that uh, the Federation is perfect. And this show, I think, is doing wonderful social commentary. I guess it just depends yeah. on which side of the argument you fall on, but, you know, they're looking... I I feel like um, this show is very much looking at the Federation from the perspective of, you know, um, Great Britain or the United States, where it's the they're raising the point of it's not what it once was. We don't keep to the promises that we've made. And Mm -hmm. we say that we are these things, but when it comes to actually doing them, we don't do them. You know, we're, and that doesn't mean you're cheerleading for the book. No, it doesn't. Right, but right. you know, you're turning your back on refugees. Uh, some people did something. Mm. You know, like the synths did something bad, so we banned them. Is very much akin to like there were Muslim terrorists, so you know that was the spread of Islamophobia, et cetera, et cetera. Like, mm. there's a lot of those uh, parallels in there. And I guess if you are on the side of like, no, we're Great Britain and the United States are better than they've ever been. Like you would see this show as being very bleak and very, you know, but. And even, I mean, even if, if, if this is Starfleet was like puppies and rainbows and everything was good, people will still complain. Like then you would have another group of people complaining that it's this, it's that way. So, (laughs) I mean, I think the whole point of this show is they wanted to establish like, Hey, everything is not going very good right now, but there's Picard who is a voice of reason and Mm -hmm. understanding and kindness. And he'll defend himself when he needs to, but for the most part, you know, he's just a voice of reason. And if we just listen to the voice of reason, maybe we can start turning things around, which I imagine is the goal of this show. Are Uh, you sure he's not a lefty libtard? (laughs) That's what I read. I don't know. Uh, Especially I, now he has done his surrender monkey accent with his thing and he points at seven and she's better than him and so on. Yeah, I did. I think from now on I should always adopt this accent and an eye patch. Yeah. I'm basically Madonna. <laughs> I did I did hear that episode 10 is called Space Cuck. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I think that yes. really does tell us everything we need to know about <laughs> this SJW very woke. Can I just say, if there is not an episode of the Orville called Space Cuck within the next two years, I'm packing my bags and going. Yeah, I'm pretty. They're going to rename the show to Woke Trek Space Cuck. Uh, so <laughs> no, they can't because then they'll conflict with Doctor Who. The, that's right. Like name, rename the ship the USS SJW. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change. Well, my that's Twitter why you handle. got the Lift now. That's right. I'm changing my Twitter handle to Woke Trekkie. That's it. Okay. I might I might have called the Lift Tardis. Excellent. We're good. Uh, Captain Jean Luc Libtard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think you'll find it's pronounced Littard. <laughs> yes. Well, he is French, of course. My my mistake. Absolutely. Uh, is that what that accent was supposed to be? Yeah. I and and and, and look, I, I I do find it like look, Star Trek is for everyone. Like I would never tell anybody you can't be a Star Trek fan, even if you are a very far right wing conservative. I just don't know <laughs> why the show would appeal to you. Right, because... it's not for you. It's a yes. party for people who like, you know, people. Yes, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. Yes, to coin a phrase. Yeah, it promises yeah. like a utopian, essentially a a a very like post scarcity socialist utopian future. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they would like that. So yeah. I, you, you can just use the S word. God, America's changed. I know. <laughs> I mean, you can totally, you can totally like the show. I just am confused why it appeals. Uh, right. You yeah. know, maybe if you're a fan of like the original series, that's a different story where Kirk is essentially flying around trying to plant American flags on alien planets and being like, the way you live is <laughs> not the correct way. everyone in the face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the way you live and is you not know, the And you know, it's right all way. kind of about Russia, but you're not quite sure how. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's the episode uh, for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com uh, where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for I'm a Doctor, not a podcast. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more Picard. Season 1, Episode 6. It's called The Impossible Box. Impossible Box.